Psalms chapter number 100, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to preach a quick message tonight, a, a, a message tonight, try to help us with de- demonstrating an attitude of gratitude. Demonstrating an attitude of gratitude. Psalms 100, this is a, uh, a very familiar passage, so why don't we read verse 1 through 5 together. We're going to start with make a joyful noise. You all there? Say amen. 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 Let's read it together. Ready? Verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. And his truth endureth to all. Amen. Two friends met each other on a street one day, and one looked depressed and just really down and almost on the average, almost on the verge of tears. And the other friend asked, he said, what's going on? What's, what's the matter with you? And the sad fellow looked at the ground. And he said, well, let me tell you. He said, three weeks ago, my uncle died and left me $100,000. Well, that's a lot of money, the other friend said. And what's the problem with that? And he said, well, you see, two weeks ago, a cousin, I, I never knew him actually, but he actually died too. And he left me $230,000, free and clear. And the other man just kind of looked at him and thought, well, that's kind of strange. He said, well, that." That sounds amazing. What's the problem? The guy said, well, you don't understand. He interrupted. Last week, my great aunt passed away, and I inherited almost a half a million dollars from her. Now the man's friend was really confused. He said, I'm I'm sorry. I just, I don't get it. Why do you look so glum? And the guy just looked up. He said, well, this week I got nothing. You'll get that tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Isn't it amazing how much God blesses us? Somebody say amen tonight. I said, isn't it amazing how much God blesses us? And sometimes, boy, we get blessed and we get blessed and we get blessed. And then we get depressed and we say, well, nothing happened this week. (laughs) Sometimes I think if we're not careful, our attitude is a little bit like this guy. We get so used to the abundant blessings of God that we fail to be thankful for what he has done and what he is doing. Tonight, I just want to encourage us as we enter into this season this week of really a time of thanksgiving with our friends and with our families and, and a time where we thank the Lord for things, may we develop as a church family, but also individually, may we develop an attitude of gratitude. So tonight, I have five quick things to help us to demonstrate this attitude of gratitude. Let's pray together. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, we love you as we come before you tonight, just briefly. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done in our hearts already. Thank you for that song tonight. Thankful like like Silas and Paul in the jail. And Lord, as we think about these men in the Bible, these examples, Lord, how they were thankful, or may we be thankful. May we not be not like this guy who, uh, Lord, forgot about the the blessings because something happened or things weren't going the way that uh, we want them to, but help us to develop and to demonstrate an attitude of gratitude in our lives. May we as God's people be the most gracious and the most thankful. We love you, Father. Thank you for tonight. Pray that you bless the message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. It's one thing to be grateful, but it's a whole nother uh, thing. My dad used to say a whole nother ball game 
to demonstrate being grateful. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, husbands, just ask your wife. Is it the same to think grateful thoughts or actually demonstrate being grateful? Maybe you're not sure. Ask your dad. Dad, do you want me to demonstrate being thankful or do you want me just to think about it? And oftentimes in our life, we, we are thankful in our hearts. And I think everyone here tonight, most people here, you're, you're thankful, you're grateful for what God, how many say, I'm grateful for what God has done. I'm grateful for what God's done in my life. How many are grateful for your family? If you're watching at home tonight, raise your hand now. I'm grateful for my family. I'm, I'm grateful for my home. How many grateful you live in America? How many grateful for In-N-Out Burger? Amen. I'm grateful for it. And I think most people are, are genuinely grateful in their hearts and, and they have a, uh, just an, uh, they, they, they recognize what God has done. I think about all the things that God has done for me. And everybody here has been through hard times. And all God's people said, we've all been through, and some of you are going through those times tonight, maybe. We've all been through seasons of difficulty, but for the most part, I think that most people in the room tonight would say, or at home tonight would say, I'm grateful. In seasons like this, especially 2020, and all the things that people are going through, I believe it's more important than ever to demonstrate an attitude of gratitude. Not just feel grateful, but to actually demonstrate our gratitude. A man in Chicago called his son on New Year's Day, just before Thanksgiving, or before Thanksgiving, and he said, I, ha I hate to ruin your day, he said, but I have to tell you something. Your mother and I are getting divorced. He said, 45 years of misery is enough. And the son was just shocked and surprised. He said, Dad, what are you talking about? He said, I, I, what do you mean by this? I can't believe this. And he said, well, we just can't stand each other. The father said, we're sick of it. And he says, actually, I'm tired of talking about it. Right? You just call your sister. You call your sister and tell her what I told you. So the son got off the phone and frantically called his sister, and, and she exploded on the phone. What are you talking about? They're getting divorced. Yeah, right. That's not going to happen. And so she said, I'll take care of it. So she called her dad on the phone, and she said, Dad, she said, you better not even think about getting divorced. You better not even think about it. I'm flying there, and my brother's coming with me. We're going to fly there, and we're going to be there for Thanksgiving, and you better not even do anything. She hung up the phone. The old man hung up his phone, turned to his wife, and said, well, they're coming for Thanksgiving and they're paying their own way. <laughs> it shouldn't take a catastrophic event to get us to demonstrate that we're grateful. Amen? It shouldn't take a catastrophic event or something bad happening or something really good happening. We ought to demonstrate thankfulness all the time. How many think that that's true? As God's people, we have a lot to be thankful for. But it's more than just thinking it, we need to demonstrate it. So tonight, very quickly, from this chapter, five ways that we can demonstrate an attitude of gratitude in our lives. Number one, we see here it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Let's read that together, ready to begin. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Oftentimes we do that. Aren't you thankful tonight for your home? Aren't you thankful for your job? How about your health or your children or your church? I mean, we have a lot of things to be thankful for. But expressing this thankfulness is something that sometimes we struggle with. Number one tonight, we see from verse one here, we demonstrate gratitude with our speech. 
we demonstrate gratitude with our speech. Be thankful to the Lord. This is so simple, but often it's neglected in our lives. More often than not, we verbalize the negatives in our life much more often than we verbalize the positive things. How many have learned that to be true? Amen. We say things like, boy, uh, this was the worst day I've had so far. My morning started off bad, but I just, boy, I just wish I didn't get out of bed. And we say things like that more often than we say, man, I'm having a great day. And don't feel bad. Believe me. Oh, I'm the same way. Amen. And oftentimes, boy, uh, Jimmy was just, he was a, he was demon possessed today. You wouldn't believe what Jimmy did versus, you know, instead of saying Jimmy was a fallen angel, you say, oh, Jimmy was an angel today. Amen. And uh, we, we say the negative a lot versus saying the positive. Oftentimes we complain about the headache. We don't say we feel great. We complain about the house being a mess. We don't say I'm thankful for this house. Or oh, the car, this, but we're not thinking for the car. And oftentimes, we verbalize the negatives much more often than we verbalize thankfulness or gratitude. And it's easy. It's easy to focus on what makes us unhappy. It's easy to focus on the things that we're not thankful for. But this verse here says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And perhaps... Tonight, we could work on, each one of us individually, verbalizing our gratitude more often. Let me say that again. Maybe we can work on tonight verbalizing our gratitude more often. Here's some ideas. How about this? Take time to appreciate nature. Uh, you pray for Pastor Chapel. If you know Pastor Chapel, his mother passed away, I think, yesterday or the day before. And uh, I, I, he actually texted me a couple of days before he's heading down there. And we're texting back and forth. And I, and I saw he posted on Instagram a picture of a rose. And he just said it. And here, I mean, he pastors a church of over 8,000 members. But he took the time to take a picture of a rose and say, I'm thankful for this. And he said something about God's mercy. And oftentimes we just miss the small things in life. And you, know, you hear the old, take time to smell the roses. And all God's people said, so there's, there's something. Take time to appreciate nature. Boy, it's a beautiful day today. Do you hear that? You smell that? Well, it's a beautiful day today. How about this? Uh, 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 think about what lessons you can take away from a stressful situation. Instead of focusing on the stress, focus on the lesson from the stress. How about this? Write a positive review for a business you've recently uh, been to. Amen? Well, I can't wait to tell it this stinking place. You know, uh, we like to write negative reviews, but write a positive review. Challenge yourself to minimize or completely diminish complaining or criticizing for a short period of time. Have you ever decided in your life for a short period of time you're not going to complain? Has anybody here ever done that? And you realize how many times you wanted to complain in that hour's time span? It's amazing. Replace the complaining and criticizing with, with praise for someone. How about every day writing a thank you note? Just a one thank you note every day. How about reflecting on people uh, or things that you're thankful for while you're getting ready to go home, while you're on your way home and, and uh, you're, you're on your way home from work. Maybe think about how thankful you are uh, for your wife or your husband or your kids. How about uh, post on social media about something that you're grateful for? And all God's people said, amen. How many ever go on Facebook and after like 10 minutes, you're mad at the world, amen? How about most of when we go on there just... Post something that you're grateful for. Well, I'm so thankful for my so-and-so and so forth. How about refrain from gossiping or speaking negatively about other people? Or set a reminder for yourself on your phone to pause 
and be grateful. How about verbalizing moments and experiences you're thankful for every single day? Married people, uh, uh, we, need to, we need to work extra hard in expressing thankfulness for our spouse. Thank you for making the bed. Thank you for uh, uh, making lunch or making dinner. Thank you for uh, cleaning the bathroom. And all God's people said, hey, I think my wife, Rega, thank you for cleaning the boys' bathroom. And uh, anyway, uh, thank you for keeping the kids clean. If you have boys, you know what I'm talking about. Thank you for keeping the kids clean. Or thank you for being a good example to our kids. Thank you for, uh, uh, thank you for cleaning out the car. Just go out of your way to demonstrate an attitude of gratitude. Husbands, your wives, is this thing on tonight? Is this on? Uh, husbands tonight, make sure you take time to thank God for your wife and express it. Amen. Amen. And you, listen, guys, your wife needs that. Say it louder, Brother Asprella. You're right. Amen. Take time. Your wife needs it. Uh, ladies, tonight, your husband needs to hear that you're grateful. Your husband needs it. Nobody's, none of the guys are saying amen now, but they need it. Amen. It's important to be grateful, to demonstrate that with our what? Speech, with our speech. So with number one, our what? Speech. If you said mouth, you weren't wrong. Okay, amen. Number two, uh, we demonstrate with our speech. Number two, we demonstrate gratitude with our service. Look at verse two. Serve the Lord with what? Woohoo! Man, when you serve the Lord, boy, I love seeing our greeters at the door with a big smile. Well, they can't because they have masks on, but you know they're smiling behind the masks. And I love seeing people with a smile. Serve the Lord with gladness. How many want to maintain an attitude of gratitude? One of the greatest ways to do that is to serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. It takes the focus off of us in our negative situations, which we all face, and it places those on others and on Christ. Serve the Lord with gladness. Can I challenge you tonight? Serve the Lord somehow, some way. And that'll help you maintain an attitude of gratitude. Serve the Lord. Serve each other. Serve one another. Have in your family. Oh, I want all the teenagers, look up here, all the teenagers. If you are, if you are 12 years old and above, would you raise your hand, all the 12-year-old? All right. I mean... I, the ones at home, amen? <laughs> Raise your hand. Good. And you, all right, so there we go. Raise it higher. Okay, I want to see it. All right, good. Serve, serve at home. Be a servant, all the teenagers. Be a servant. Listen, it's not always all about us. Well, my parents are constantly on me. They're constantly telling me what to do. Yeah, I understand that, but be a servant. Bring your dad his favorite uh, soda without him asking. Whew. How many dads like root beer? Any dads like root beer? How many dads like Dr. Pepper? Diet Coke dads? Where are the Diet Coke dads? I'm right here, Diet Coke. Bring your dad his favorite, favorite soda or water or tea or whatever without asking. Oh, here's one. Ready, teenagers? You're not going to like this. Debbie, you're not going to like this. You ready? Clean the refrigerator for your mom. Amen. Without her asking. And I'm not talking about eating the food. <laughs> I mean, I mean, get some, some spray cleaner and wipe the refrigerator down just to be a servant. Then you're going to have to call 911 because your mom will be dying of a heart attack. <laughs> but be a servant. At dinner time, young people, listen, I'm still talking teenagers. Look up here. At dinner time, instead of your mom having to call you 15 times to the table, get there early and start taking people's drink orders. Can I get you a water? Can I get you? And I'm not talking about just your parents. I'm talking about your siblings. Be a servant. Be a servant. 
Little guys, all you little guys, if you're 12 years old and younger, raise your hand at home. Raise your hand. Raise your hand, all right? Be a servant. Be a servant. If, you're, if your mom asks you to, to, uh, to go get the uh, hairbrush, yes, ma'am. Oh, come on, mom. One more minute on Fortnite, mom. One more minute. No, be a servant. If you don't know what Fortnite is, you're the lucky person. Amen? <laughs> Parents, teach our kids. We need to teach our kids to be servants. Husbands, serve your wife. Amen? Amen. Men, serve your, serve, your, serve your children. We serve each other. Amen? That is an expression of gratitude. When, you're, when you serve, you're saying, I'm thankful for you. When my wife goes out of town uh, to uh, ladies' conferences or whatever, my kids hate it because all we do is clean the whole time. She's gone. And but we try, what we try to do is, is we try to do some of the extra stuff. And my wife, when she comes back, she, she's expressed this to me. I'm, I, I'm glad, like she's thankful for it because it's basically like I'm saying to her, I'm grateful for what you do. Because I do it one day a year and she does it every day. And so when we serve one another, it's an expression of gratitude. So, well, what if they don't deserve it? What does Jesus say? The greatest among you will be what? Servant of all. So, service communicates gratitude. We demonstrate it with our what? First of all, our what? Speech, and then with our service. Number three, we demonstrate gratitude with singing. Come before his presence with singing. One of the best kept secrets to a heart filled with joy and thankfulness is a home that sings. Amen. And I'm not talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, although that's good too. Amen. Or let it snow, let it go. I don't know how that song goes. <laughs> anyway, I don't have girls at home, so um, we, don't, we don't watch that. Uh, but have, a, have joy and singing at home. Amen. Play some music. Play some good music that your family enjoys to listen to and, and sing together. And it'll bring a spirit of thankfulness and joy. But we're supposed to come before his presence with singing. It always makes me smile. And listen, I'm not criticizing because I know you worked hard today. Some of you are like, Pastor, get this over with. I need to go home. I understand that. But it always makes me smile when we're singing about, you know, happiness is to know the Savior. And everyone, happiness is, you know, I was on the 205 today, you know, to kill someone. And so I understand all that, but it just cracks me up when we're, when our face says, I'm, I feel like, I feel like I have a migraine and we're singing happiness is the Lord. But we're supposed to come before his presence with singing. And that'll help us with gratefulness. What music are you playing in your house? or in your car. You'll find that if you find happy, uplifting music, that it'll bring a spirit. Are you listening, parents? It'll bring a spirit of gratefulness into your home and spiritualness. And, and you'll find it, it's a beautiful thing just by having music playing. See, pastor, I have the blues. Stop listening to country western. Amen. I got the blues, pastor. Listen to the Tharp brothers. That'll help you. Amen. Somebody told you know, amen, to wake you up. What kind of music? Are you frustrated and sad? Don't listen, to, don't listen to the kind of music that makes you more frustrated. I mean, understand that, and listen, I would be very naive to stand up here and think that you're listening to Mrs. Lynch's CD all the time. 
Some of you are listening to music that you used to listen to when you're unsaved. I understand that, and we're all growing in grace, and all God's people said, amen. But if some of that music is depressing you and making you angry and making you filled with fleshly thoughts, kick it out the window. Get something that helps you feel light again and thankful and excited. And there's a lot of good music out there. And Mrs. Lynch's CD is one of them. You can find all kinds of good music out there. You could go, uh, uh, anyways, I'm not going to get into that, but have godly music, James 5.13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Boy, if we are, uh, that'll just do, that'll help you in your life. The best, most beautiful, most perfect way we can have the expression of sweet concord of mind to each other is by music. Jonathan Edwards said that. So we express gratitude with our what? Our speech. With our what? Speech. Yep. And then number two, with our what? Service. Service. And then number three, with our what? La, 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 la. Amen? All right. Number four, we demonstrate gratitude through submission. Look at verse, thir- look at verse three here. It says, know ye that the Lord, he is what? He is what? He is God. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. An attitude of gratitude flows freely from Christians who recognize who they belong to. Do you know who you belong to tonight? Because when you recognize that you belong to God, brings a sense of comfort, sense of joy. You know, in my home, I have four boys, and uh, you know that, and... uh, you know, all four of them are different, and uh, for whatever reason, where's Gavin? Oh, there he is. He's like, what? For whatever reason, Gavin's got a thing for girls right now. He is turning 11. So tonight, we're, we're sitting at, outside at a restaurant eating tonight, and there was a lady across the, the thing. And I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to my wife, and all of a sudden, I, I, I hear Gavin, hey, hi. And I look over, and Gavin's like, this lady, I don't know what's going I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, um, we have four boys, and all four of them are different. They all have different personalities and, and a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun at the house. But there's one thing, my boys, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. My wife's not perfect. We're flawed. We have a flawed family. We all have flawed families. And all God's people said, there are no perfect families, by the way. You might look at Brother Asprelli and think, man, they have a perfect family. You might look at Brother Gonzalez, man, they have a perfect, I wish my family was like that. You might look at somebody else and put them on a pedestal. Let me tell you something. There are no perfect families. We all struggle the same things. But there's one thing for sure my kids know. They belong to me. No matter what they do, they will be mine. Yes, they're mine. And they know that. And it brings joy to their life, knowing that they're my kids. I tell my boys all the time, I kill people for you, just so you know. I would. Just relax. None of you, but <laughs> I'd do anything for them. They know that. They're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We, you know, we have things that we deal with at the house, just like you do. But my kids know they belong. Do you have that video? Yeah? I, I found this video, and I love it. It says here in verse 3, Know you that the Lord, he is God, is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the what? Play that video. We're the sheep of his pasture. I just found this video of this sheep. I thought it was hilarious. Just watch. Just watch. This isn't at my house. Don't worry. (laughs) 
I muted it because they're speaking in Spanish, and I didn't know what they were saying, Brother Moises. <laughs> and then it runs off. <laughs> hey, we are the sheep. And all God's people said, how many of you, you watched that guy pull that sheep out of that hole? You're like, God's done that for me a few times. We are the sheep of his pasture. And just like sheep, boy, I tell you, I'm thankful. I'm thinking when I recognize that I'm his sheep, and how many times, how many holes the Lord has pulled me out of. Take your Bibles and go to 1 Peter chapter 2. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I'm his. I'm his. When I fall into that deep hole, he's going to pull me out. Why? Because I'm his. That's something to be thankful for. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But ye are a what? Chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of what? Darkness and into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Listen, how many of you tonight recognize I've obtained, you've obtained mercy? And listen, when you realize that I'm just a dumb sheep, just like that sheep that got stuck in that hole, that's me, and that was me. And when God pulled me out of that, I recognize what he's done for me. And boy, that helps me be thankful. Sometimes we get this attitude like we're all that and a bag of chips. And it's good just to remind ourselves that I'm his. I know who I belong to. He is our provider. He is our protector. He is our keeper. So we show gratitude by submission to him. Don't be an ungrateful sheep. Don't be the kind of sheep that bites the hand that feeds. Submit to him. When we submit to God, we're demonstrating an attitude of gratitude to him. So we demonstrate gratitude with our what? With our what? Service. With our what? La, 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 la. Let's all sing that. Ready? Ready? La, 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 la. <laughs> well, that was terrible. <laughs> Just kidding. And then, and then fourthly, with our what? Submission. Then lastly tonight, we demonstrate gratitude through sacrifice. Through sacrifice. Look at verse 4. Enter into his gates with what? Now we're going to talk about what that means. Why, why were they entering into his gates? with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. The gates or the courts mentioned in verse 4, do, are, it pertains to the temple worship for the Israelites. And we recognize that in this time that this was written, David, of course, writing this, we recognize that in Israel's history at this time, there was temple sacrifice, and people would go to the temple to sacrifice, and they would sacrifice for all kinds of things. But one of, those, one of the reasons they would sacrifice was in recognition of who God is and to thank God for what he's done for them. When you enter into his gates with thanksgiving, there is always sacrifice involved. The temple is representation of where God dwelt and we know that God doesn't dwell in temples made with hands today. He doesn't dwell in temples. We understand tonight that where does he dwell? In our hearts. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body now is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Back in Israel's day, God dwelt in the temple. His presence was there. But now he is in us. The glory, the presence of God is in us. And all God's people said, amen. And we have him inside of us. And so we recognize tonight that because God dwells in our hearts, 
We can enter into his courts with thanksgiving anytime we want. We don't have to uh, get the kids ready and go to the car, get in the car and go to the temple. No, he's in us and we can enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. But how do we show God's sacrifice in these days? Back then, you'd grab a lamb or you'd grab whatever that they would grab and they would take it to the temple and they would kill it there. And it was, a, it, was a, uh, an, it was demonstrating their gratitude. How do we do that today? And I'm almost done. Go to Romans chapter 12. Real quick, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Last, last verse here that I'm going to have you turn to. Romans 12, verse 1 says this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you what? Present your body a what? Has anybody here ever seen an animal get butchered? I remember the. I remember not too long ago, my wife and I had some ducks, and we tried to butcher the ducks. Did not go well. We got this thing called a kill cone. Anybody ever heard of a kill cone? No? It's like an ice cream cone, but you kill things with it. And so it's a, it's a funnel-shaped thing, and you... I hope this doesn't gross you out, but we put the duck in there with its head sticking out of the bottom. And you know what that's for. And so <laughs> I'm not particularly good with blood, just so you know, as a church family, I, I have a hard time with that. My wife, on the other hand, for some reason is weirdly okay with it. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. And so we got, the, we got the duck there, and it was a little bit early in the morning. We got everything set up. Brother Ashbrother, we had, we had the dip. We're going to dip the duck. We were going we to dip the duck. We're going to put pluck its feathers, eat it, the whole nine yards. We've got the duck there. And it was my job to, 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 the duck. <laughs> and so the duck's in the cone. It's kind of early in the morning. I don't think I had breakfast yet. And I get a little woozy, okay? So I got the duck, I do the thing, and here comes the stuff. And I start, I start, I start getting dizzy. <laughs> my wife is eating a sandwich while this is happening. <laughs> I have, a, I have a bloody knife in my hand, and I'm going like this, because I'm about to pass out. And she, she, anyway, I said all that to say this, sacrificing isn't a pretty thing. Not a pretty thing. And when we sacrifice our lives for God, we're not talking about, we're not talking about, well, I'll show up once in a while, or I'll, I'll do this and that. No, no, no. When we sacrifice our life, we're talking about giving our all. I mean, we're talking about giving it all to him. Sacrifice, a living sacrifice. We're literally putting ourselves on the sacrificial table and saying, God, my life is yours to control. And so there's a big difference between just saying thank you to God for all you've done and putting ourselves on the sacrificial table, saying, God, I'm so thankful for what you've done for me. You can have me. I mean, recognize there's a big difference there. We demonstrate an attitude of gratitude through sacrifice. So Psalms 100, we see here, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. We demonstrate an attitude of gratitude with our what? Speech. Serve the Lord with gladness. We serve the Lord with our, by how? Or we, we demonstrate gratitude how? Serving. Come before his presence with what? La, 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 singing. Number three, know you that the Lord is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We demonstrate an attitude of gratitude through what? Submission. And then lastly tonight, enter in his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. We demonstrate gratitude how? Sacrifice.
And let's read verse 5 and we'll be done. Ready to begin. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth. I'm going to say tonight, Pastor, I want to, and listen, I know we all fail here, but I want to demonstrate, I want to do my best to demonstrate an attitude of gratitude in my life. That's me. Amen. Let's pray. Father, help us, Lord, to demonstrate an attitude of gratitude this week. Lord, we all feel grateful for what you've done for us, but may we do more than just feel it. May we demonstrate it. With every head bowed and every eye closed tonight.